Hi, I'm David Kyes, and I run R for the rest of us. You may think of R as a tool for complex statistical analysis, but it's much more than that. From data visualization to efficient reporting to improving your workflow, R can do it all. On this podcast, I talk with people about how they use R in unique and creative ways. Join me and learn how R can help you. In this episode, I talk with Cedric Scherer and Georgios Karamanis. They're independent designers who regularly produce novel and visually appealing data visualization. They came to prominence in the R community through their contributions to the Tidy Tuesday Social Data Project, and they've parlayed this into freelance work. I reached out to them after seeing a visually stunning data viz they made in 2021 for Scientific American on drought conditions in the United States. The interview you're about to hear was done as part of my in-progress book, R Without Statistics. We discuss how they got started with R and DataViz, how ggplot and the tidyverse have helped them, how they find inspiration, and more. We don't cover code in this interview because discussing code doesn't really work well in audio, but the portion of my interview with Cedric and Georgios where we discuss their code is on YouTube, and I've added a link to that in the episode notes. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy my interview with Cedric Scherer and Georgios Karamanis. Great. Well, thanks both uh, for joining. I appreciate you being here. I'd love to have you maybe first start out by just telling me who you are and a a bit about your background, how you got into R and and what you use it for today. Cedric, why don't you go ahead and start? Yes. Thanks for the invitation. I'm Cedric Scherer. I'm based in Berlin, Germany. I'm originally ecologist or biologist, becoming an ecologist becoming a computational ecologist. So I did my PhD on the focus of wildlife diseases and animal movement. I did a lot of R stuff. This is the usual tool you use as a scientist and then got in touch with ggplot and suddenly my old passion of fonts and colors and design layouts and stuff matched with the programming. And that's how I ended up being mostly a freelance database designer doing most of the work still with R and ggplot. Great. And Georgios, what about you? Uh, thanks for having us. So I'm uh, a medical doctor, psychiatrist, and uh, I live in Sweden, in Uppsala, Sweden, uh, since 2016. I started the research about three years, so a little longer than that, uh, three years ago, and my supervisor recommended to download R so, so that I understand what our statistician was doing. And I got hooked up almost immediately. And then I found out about the Tidy Tuesday challenge and started doing database review deployed. It's interesting because both of you produce amazing data visualization, but you know, it's not like you went to design school, like Cedric, you're an ecologist, right? Did yes. I get that? And Georgios, you're a medical doctor, you're a psychiatrist. Where does the data viz stuff come from for each of you? I mean, data visualization is everywhere, right? So for scientists, we have always three, five, six figures or more tables and stuff in our studies, presentations. And I always had the passion and idea also what looks good, what doesn't look good. I mean, it's a bit subjective, but there are obviously also some objective things people can agree on. And actually I was thinking about studying either graphics design or biology and ended up using doing life sciences because you get paid better and you get better jobs. I'm not sure if it's really true, but that was my <laughs> guess back then or what people told me. Data visualization is everywhere and I'm pretty good in spotting problems. So visually, perceptually, I, I would say. So also during my studies and then doing the PhD, I always, when I saw a presentation, I was like, yeah, why 
Don't they use more intuitive colors, so better colors, color blindness issues and things like that. But also kind of like, yeah, why does it need to be so complicated or just so black and white and boring? And yeah, that's basically how I got into it. I thought like, okay, we could spark this up. I was also not thinking so much about data ink ratio and all the stuff. I was just, when I started Tidy Tuesday, it was just coming out. Like everything you're not allowed to do in academia, I was just doing as I like. And that's actually also the fun part of, or one of the fun parts of Tidy Tuesday, I'd say. So for you, it sounds like doing the data viz stuff was, was a way to kind of scratch that creative itch that you weren't able to, to get in some of the academic work. Giorgios, were you using your, were you using R during like your medical training? I know you said that it was a professor or someone who recommended it to you. I'm curious what the motivation for you to start using it for, for the data viz, where that came from. Uh, Patrick said that I was the same when I was looking at other people's charts or presentations, I had strong opinions about the design part, but I mean, I knew there was a thing like making charts, but not database. I didn't know about database until I started uh, coding in R. And then I think it was mainly uh, through Tidy Tuesday that I found out about database making uh, beautiful charts. And now I'm using it for my research, of course, making okay, plots. So you, and, uh, okay. So you use it for that as well, because uh, I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure. Okay. So it sounds like Tidy Tuesday was a big piece. I mean, that's how, at least how I came to know the work that you do. Is It sounds like that was pretty instrumental for both of you. Is that is that accurate? Yes. So for me, I learned Digiplot before. So the, the moment when I learned about it was, I always forget about 2015. I think it was 16 even. And I needed to do a small multiple, so very fitting to the topic today. And there were packages like Lattice, and I was doing it actually for my bachelor or so with base R. So removing all the tick marks, removing all the stuff by hand, it was tedious, didn't look good. And I found about ggplot, I was just pasting code from some tutorials, like overflow. Nothing worked, the typical like aesthetics, I didn't know, just get it to work somehow for the presentation. And afterwards I was diving in. So I learned a lot, I spent tons of time, maybe too much on yeah really learning ggplot and also yeah polishing my visualizations instead of writing my article so that's basically how i found out that i want to do more of the graphics part and less of the yeah publishing academia part basically and then i waited so i found out about teddy tuesday it was pretty inspired i was also learning a lot already when not participating so it was founded in 2018 by thomas and i found out yeah, exactly that time, I guess. And then one day after I handed in my thesis, I started kind of like working on Tidy Tuesday for several days in a row. So basically my vacation after my thesis was Tidy Tuesday. And I kind of just as another anecdote, I just kind of like remember exactly the moment when I saw the Georgios first visualization. I was actually on a workshop, giving a workshop uh, somewhere in Germany. And then I saw his, I think it was the plastic one, was your first one, right, Georgios? The plastics? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, so Maybe. he created this plastic sparse out of bottles and stuff. So lots of icons and images. And I was like, who is he? He, I haven't never even seen him before. And then I found out that you basically never used ggplot before basically, but you can tell that story. But yeah, kind of like funny because I met so many people thanks to Tidy Tuesday. I mean, not just the followers, but really people I 
chat with privately. And yeah, it's a great initiative to learn, but also, especially for the portfolio and the network part, I think it's just great. What was the, Georges, do you want to talk about the plastic visualization <laughs> that Cedric was, was mentioning? Yeah, it, it was a data set about plastic pollution. And I mean, it was uh, my first lot and then the, I mean, I struggled a lot in the beginning, of course, I was still learning GDP lot and I had found uh, this package, I think it was GD much. So I took icons of like bottles, plastic bottles, pet bottles and found out a way to rotate them randomly and make a, a back lot. And know, did you do that? Plastic. Was that in ggplot or yeah. what? Okay. It was ggplot. Because I know, right. Because so, I know Cedric said, you know, he started, when he, <laughs> when he started doing data vis and R, it was with, with base R. Is that I the had same? To... <laughs> there was no ggplot back then. <laughs> so when, when was, when was that, that then that you started uh, uh, working with base R uh, for making data vis? For me, the first time, I mean, data vis, basically I, I learned how to use are for doing stats and LMEs and all the stuff. And then, yeah, that I was also doing plots, but it, this was the first contact I had with R was 2008 that oh, I wow. really just followed the, yeah, but mm -hmm. was just really run and enter. I didn't understand anything of the code. I was right. hard enough to get the math behind it. And then that I really was using it on my own, starting to use it was 2012, I'd say 11, 12. Okay. But then, yeah, until Tidyverse or GGBot, it was really like, yeah, something you have to use because people use it. And I, I actually preferred it over Excel, but was not really enjoying it in a way like I can spend the full day like I do it nowadays. Right. Like I can't stop. That's definitely not the situation before GGBot that changed dramatically then. Okay. Well, I want to come back to that in a second, yeah. but I'm curious, Georgios, <laughs> if you also, did you, did you use Basar plotting or did you, were you always using GGPlot? I actually started using base on after I learned the HD plot and tidyverse and everything because I mean everything was already there when I started coding in R. It was three years ago, so it felt much easier to do everything in GT plot from the mm -hmm. beginning. So uh, I don't know base are base are that good. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Cedric, you talked about how. Now with ggplot, you're happy to work in it all day. Whereas with base R, you, I mean, you made plots in it, but you didn't feel that. Yeah. How, how is it that a, a package and our package can have that much, make that much of a difference in terms of your, not only like what you can produce, but your enjoyment working with it. Yeah. I think there are two layers to that. So one thing is obviously the creative output. So it's not looking at significance levels and fittings and stuff, but I can really be creative about it and. Maybe I'm not spending so much time on the code, but more on the right font and the colors, which is actually outside of R, but definitely tied to ggplot. So once you learn about ggplot, I'm always trying also to motivate that in my workshop. So even if you just grasp a few bits of it, if you get the general idea and it clicks at some point, you're really free to create anything you like, basically in a static way or some animated way, of course, but let's focus on this like data visualization that gets into a report and into a manuscript or publication, um, you can basically create everything. And that's, I know people, I, I once remember that one person was coming at me and saying like, yeah, you know, you're doing great stuff with ggplot and I was create, recreating all the ggplot stuff with base on. So it seems possible, but I don't, I hated always OPA and 
PAR and all these settings, how to arrange things and super strange. So, but I, I, I think it was also a bit hesitant to it, to learn it because I'm not a programmer. I was like, not really, I was playing video games, but not really programming in my youth and also didn't have a fancy computer at home and I was studying biology and ecology. So I was not so much into coding actually. And then, yeah, somehow GGPod changed it, I think from the design bit that I was kind of free and creative. And then Tidyverse came and really also enjoyed writing code because for me, it was way simpler to write. I know there's lots of discussion about if it's better or not. I know both, but I actually never enjoyed using the apply functions, for example, and stuff like that. And if, even if people now tell me like, that's the same as you're doing with the per package might be, but it just feels more native to me and more intuitive to do it in the tidy context. Yeah. Somehow then it sparked. And also I had some, some colleagues and friends who were basically showing it to me. So I also had kind of like this idea of getting as far as, as they go while I was not really looking up to the base. Our people were like, oh yeah, you do fancy things, but it felt, felt like something new and hot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, so Cedric, you talked about, you know, you used Spacestar, you talked about, it sounds like you did some Excel data viz, but you didn't particularly enjoy that. I'm curious, Georgios, did you use, or, or have you used other tools to, to do data viz? I mean, the, the only thing I used, it was Keynote to make some simple charts for my presentation, but, uh, that was all. That's interesting. So you went straight from not, I mean. Your, your introduction to not just to coding, but to actually making data viz was R, it sounds like. Yeah. Because I, I've, well, I mean, tell me if, if you think this is right, but I feel like most people I meet have, you know, like my story, for example, I used Excel a lot and made like fine data viz in Excel. And I feel like moving to R has really helped me, especially ggplot. But, but that's that, but your story sounds unusual in that you, you, started doing data viz in R, did, did, was it something you just weren't interested in before or what? I'm curious, like why, why all of a sudden three years ago were you like, oh my gosh, like I need to learn R, do data viz. Where, where did that come from? I mean, I, I found out that data viz was a thing. I mean, I didn't know it before. So, and then it felt that everything came together very nicely because I mean, it, it's part Partly design, partly science, I mean, working with numbers. So I, I haven't worked as a designer, but I, I've always been interested in art. Uh, I've been a photographer before. I mean, I've read books about color and uh, composition and everything. So uh, that part was pretty easy for me. I mean, going into database. So it was it. only the coding part. Oh, only the coding part, <laughs> <laughs> which for, for many people is the, the huge barrier. So it wasn't easy, but, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious then that sort of brings me to another question about both of you, you know, in addition, you clearly have strong technical skills now at this point that allow you to work with our you know, to make these high quality data visualizations, but there's another side of it, right? Like you have to have a, a strong sense of aesthetics, understand kind of what, like the design part of it is really important and understand what makes high quality data viz. So I'm curious, 
Georges, you talked a bit about, you know, always having, well, you've been a photographer, you've read books. Maybe Cedric, I could throw it to you. Like, where did you develop those, that other half of, of the picture in terms of your design skills to bring those, to be able to apply them to R and ggplot mm. to make high quality data viz? Yeah, interesting questions. I get this question from time to time. Also, kind of like, can I give a workshop about it? And I always feel like, yeah, I'm not sure what to talk about. So what, what I can definitely say that really this kind of like, it's not made up. And I said, like, this kind of, as a child, I had already this kind of like, you can call passion or mani maniac being like seeing wrong things. And I was always interested in fonts. So I kind of like was a bit into graffiti and street art. Not really. I didn't enjoy it because I was still a already a perfectionist. So I was mostly drawing on my desk, which I really enjoyed. I was using a lot of colors. So I had a lot of markers with different colors. And I mean, this is font already, right? Styling letters and getting proportions right and stuff like that. And also the layout and the composition in general, how much white space. How do you fill up things that look somehow empty? So I can't really pin it down to something. I just know that's kind of like something which I'm always into. Also with Lego and stuff, I was always sorting them. And I think my Legos kind of, or my buildings or whatever I was doing, creating, look kind of like, yeah, not too mixed, for example. So maybe a bit pedantic in my head. I was, I'm not really a reader that much, so I've definitely read about it, but more like whatever I need now. So if I kind of need to decide on colors, so I pick it up somewhere, like I learned from, I don't know, from Lisa, for example, about that you should not use the stereotypic baby blue and um, pink colors, or well, maybe you should, depends on what's your intention, but different topic. So I pick it up here and there, but it's not really like that. I have the one book or the few things I just look up and I think. I'm kind of like learning a lot from just looking at other people's work. So that's maybe my kind of reading, looking at others' inspirational sources. And because I see the problems quite quickly or I think I'm able to identify them, I can learn from these because I see like, oh, this doesn't work for me. Something is strange about it. So I'm not definitely not going to do that. So for example, if it's about alignments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about you, Georgios? How, how... Maybe if you want to talk a bit more about how you developed your, you know, design skills and in building on that, if, if people want to kind of, you know, develop a, a similar or, you know, a strong sense of aesthetics as well, do you have recommendations for people about how they might do that? Yes, I like it. I really don't know how I developed my design skills because I mean, I, I, I've looked at design or art all my life, almost. So as Cedric said, I, I kind of, uh, it's quite easy for me to understand what's, what works or not when I see something and I've had no formal, formal training, so I can't really translate it to so something more concrete, but I, I, I don't know. I've been playing with design, I mean, drawing logos play with colors and uh, drawing such stuff. So I've trained some stuff I've learned or seen, but other than that, oh, it's, it's hard to, to pinpoint exactly. Sure. I mean, what I've heard both of you say is that in a lot of ways, the best way that you have learned or that you've improved your design skills is, is by watching and seeing what other people do. And I know that you have both, you know, been able to showcase what you do largely through Twitter. I mean, tell me if that's wrong, but, but that's, that's the sense that I have is, has Twitter 
also been where, is that also where you go to, to see what other people are working on and get that inspiration or are there other places that you go to? So yeah, I definitely agree. Most of it showcasing on Twitter. I'm trying to also feed at some other social media channels. I'm pretty bad at it. So currently I have an Instagram starting up, but works the best out of the other LinkedIn and stuff. They don't work sure. well for me. So for me, it's Twitter because, I mean, it's also different from the behavior. You can also post some work in progress while the others are more polished stuff. So that's maybe the interesting bit of Twitter to get inspiration. So I wouldn't say it's really about the design so much. So of course I take snapshots here and there or bookmarks when I see something, but I would say I see this more in newspapers or designers mm. portfolio web pages or on Behance. Actually, I'm not so much on Behance anymore. I, took quite a while or from books. So I love really have books with, yeah, doesn't even need to be data visualization or the latest stuff or the old ones um, or some other drawings. So it could be also just nature walking around and seeing some, some combination of geometries or stuff. So really like the low level inspiration also. Yeah. Um, especially sense. for colors, of course, if you see some, I don't know, advertisement or some, yeah, just some autumn colors or stuff like that. But yeah, Twitter is, is definitely very important. Not so much for inspiration, maybe but more for exchange, also seeing. And maybe, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the work in progress stuff. So I think this is something which is, for my feeling at least, mostly shared on Twitter that people just, oh, I made this artful thing I didn't want it to do, right? This, uh, how is it called? Accident by Arna. How is it called? Accidental art. Accident? art. Yeah. Accidental art, right. That's the one yeah. I search for. And I'm posting this as well. So, I mean, I'm yeah. sometimes even polishing my accidents and then <laughs> putting it up because I just like it, how they kind of like the geometries and colors mixed up or stuff like that. So I think these are very inspirational things. So I, I mean, we also, Gerges and I both did start like these, having this history or the progression of our charts, the design. Uh -huh. And I really love this. So if people on Behance or wherever kind of like have, or Nadi, for example, does this, like having a long blog post of their drawings and what were options they did and what did they not use. And often from these things that they didn't use in the end, I see something like, okay, this could be something I want to try and recycle for something else because I like uh, how it looks like. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Georgios? Where do you go? Like where are some specific places that you go to find inspiration? Right, so mostly Twitter and the uh, websites. I mean, I have I follow some websites, RSS feeds. Okay, um, it's mostly yeah, database of course, art artists of any uh, kind, like painters or comic artists or uh, yeah. Typography, yeah. I mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. When you get to a certain point, like the, the inspiration seems like it's no longer specific. Like, I just want to see what data viz people are doing. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're looking much broader and you're saying, I want to see, you know, in nature, for example, or photographers, like what they're doing and think about how what they're doing well can apply to my data viz work. Exactly. Definitely plus one. Yeah. Also on comics, I forgot about it. Comics, drawings. I mean, kids huh. books, for example, also super cool huh. actually. So, yeah. I mean, we both have, have kids. So if I read a book and I mean, I just have a book laying here with a super cute font. I love to use it somewhere. I just need to find it, for example, stuff like that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or for me also, as mentioned, graffiti and street art is also, I mean, they are using okay. extreme colors. And if you may notice with my work, I often, well, at least in the beginning, I was using vibrant colors. I'm definitely right. often also using secondary and 
and more outlines, which is also coming more from the graffiti scene, I realized at some point. So there might be also some things I just were kind of taking over. But at the same time, I'm still interested. I'm not doing it actively. I don't know the artists anymore. But if I go around in Berlin City, you definitely yeah. see lots of graffiti stuff. And that's definitely also some, some sort of inspiration. Interesting. Okay. Well, one last question. So, you know, there are any number of tools that people can use to make data viz. What do you think makes R particularly well-suited uh, for doing high-quality data visualization work? Maybe Georgios, if you want to start. Yeah, uh, for me, it's JGplot to and all the other packages, like extensions. It's very easy to do anything you want. And I think the grammar of graphics make sense. It's very logical and easy to work with. I would say it's also the... Well, tell me if this is a correct summation of what you're saying, but it sounds like what you're saying, it's the flexibility, flexibility in terms of pack, like kind of extensions that people have made for ggplot. So you're like, oh, I want to make a ridge plot. Someone's made a package for that, but then also flexibility in terms of how you can output and share your work. Does that yeah. seem like That's a decent right. summation? Yeah. What about for you, Cedric? What, what makes R particularly well suited for, for data viz? Yeah, for me, there are, there are really many, many different things. So, I mean, coming from academia and so on, the most important thing, at least in the beginning, was definitely the reproducibility and the kind of like mm. the transparency and stuff. And also just being able to rerun the same thing again and not going to whatever tool you use. So I use PowerPoint and Paint in the beginning to change my labels when it wasn't, there was no GG text, for example. And then there uh -huh. was the next request by your call for, by your supervisor, by the reviewer, by the editor. And you do the same thing over and over and over again. So this is just annoying. So that's really what I like. And even though I've never written a full manuscript in R, like some people do it, I always kind of like, like to have knitted reports of my ana analysis and the visuals. Then, I mean, for some context, for some of my clients, some of my work, you just need code-based output. You can't do it manually because you have a pipeline, you have a workflow from sure. the data to the output, which is then online, a dashboard or somewhere in a shiny web app or whatever. So there you need to be, if you want to have something unusual, you need to be clever and also creative to get it work. And also then if you have changing data, also to be kind of like clever in foreseeing any issues that could come up. So it's definitely flexibility and creativity. And then it's definitely also the community, I have to admit. I mean, Tidy Tuesday for, I mean, I was into GGBot before, so I knew already that I might stick to GGBot too, but I know from many others that this is basically, and not only the Tidy Tuesday community, but, and this also changed a lot with Tidyverse, to be honest. So if you like or not like the Tidy idea or the Tidyverse idea, I think what really has changed, and I really attribute a lot of it to the Tidyverse people, is the community and how helpful people are. So I'm always, if I have a problem with another program, it might be that I run into yeah, empty pages, old pages. I don't know whom to ask or the people want to charge me in, in the R world. I mean, Google for everything. Right. And you will find right. either a solution already, in the best case as a package or some code, or at least some person you might know or you might can contact and he's friendly or she. and. That's really great. All right. Well, Cedric, Georgios, thanks again for taking the time to chat and share the work that you've done here and all the data viz work that you do. I appreciate it. Yeah. Looking forward to everything you're doing with the others. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, thanks for yeah. having us. And uh, it's been really cool. Thanks again for listening. I hope you found this conversation interesting. Uh, if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. David at rfortherestofus.com. Thanks. Thanks.